This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We keep it moving, yeah, we do. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your flaming hot and spicy, seasonally depressed, hot mess of a host, Lo Von Arumpf. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here with you today. No place I'd rather be than here in my safe place with my beautiful low lifers, my kings and queens. <sighs> Feels good to be back. I hope you're having a beautiful day so far, a great week. And if you're not having a great week, a little bit of a shitty kitty moment, don't you worry, boo-boo, about to turn that frown upside down. We have a great show in store for you today. If you're new to this podcast, you're like, what the hell? Who is this guy? Welcome. Bienvenidos, puta. You're in for a great show today. Love our guest, Janelle Hansen. I'm excited about this one. All right, let's start it off with mental health rating. Yeah, nobody asked, but on a scale of one to 10, one being the clearance aisle of Walmart, 10 being a fancy Nordstrom's, yeah, or Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus, a store that smells good with a lot of high-end shit in it. On that scale, I'm looking at a solid 8.5 this week. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with an 8.9, which to me would be like an Aritzia. Yeah, a little Canadian shout out. Aritzia is the vibe right now. It's a great store. Great for basics, some high price point items, usually some great sale items, usually leave feeling pretty good. You could find something that you need. And that's kind of how my week has been. Some highs, some lows, ups and downs, but I'm, I'm hanging in there and I'm feeling pretty damn good. And I'm very excited about this weekend because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, sports. Woo-wee. <laughs> Not that I'm a huge football fan. Actually, I do love watching football, um, but I could care less about who's playing this Super Bowl. I'm more so in it for the food. Love Super Bowl food. Uh, feasting on buffalo wings. Some buffalo cauliflower will be thrown in the mix. Grilled burgers. All the fixins. Oh, I'm excited. And also the Super Bowl halftime show. But I will say I'm not that excited, thrilled for the 
Super Bowl halftime show 2022. Granted, I love all the performers, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, come on now. Those are all powerhouses, modern day poets for our generation. But that's also such a specific genre of music, specifically, you know, rap and R&B, which I love and I grew up listening to. So I'm all about it. But if I had the power to produce a halftime show, if NBC called me and was like, Lo, we want this 2022 halftime show produced by LVR Style. <laughs> if there's any big wigs out there, execs uh, from NBC Universal, slide into my DMs. I'd love to plan the halftime show. But I would go in a different direction is what I'm getting at. See, here's the thing. The halftime show, I'd want a little something, something for everybody, because not only does that hit all of the different demographics of people that are watching, it also is a pretty good representation of American music and what the American music landscape looks like. This upcoming halftime show is probably going to be amazing, but like my dad's not excited for Dr. Dre performing, you know, like he doesn't care about Dr. Dre or Kendrick Lamar, you know, like that's not really his genre of music that he grew up listening to. So it doesn't really hit that age demographic. And yeah, that's like more like nineties, two thousands, like my generation, millennials love Kendrick Lamar. And, and so I feel like with my Super Bowl halftime show, all ages would love it. All different walks of life, all the different people of the world would be tuning in, which is why I think it would be better if I produced it. Because bottom line, all NBC cares about is money. What's coming in? Advertisers, right? They don't give a shit if everyone is represented on television and, and all the different genres of music are showcased. I care about that. But I would present it to them in a way of like, you guys could really capitalize on this and make some money off of my particular halftime show. So I would start it off with the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem would be performed by none other than Sam Smith. Great vocalist. We love a gay Brit icon. Get Sam Smith on the stage and have him sing it out. And if that's too controversial because he's not an American citizen, there's some people that would give pushback for that. He's not even American. What the hell? Okay, that's fine. Sam Smith, have a seat. Adam Lambert, get your ass on that stage. Smoke out your eye put on something cute, and belt out the national anthem. He has a great voice, a lead singer of Queen right now, so he would definitely kill it. Uh, and I would love to see Adam Lambert or Sam Smith singing the national anthem. I don't know if the Star Spangled Banner and the national anthem, are those the same thing? Anyway, started off with one of those guys. All right, next, let's get into the actual halftime performance. We're going to start off the show with BTS, Korean pop sensation, global phenomenon. Everybody loves some BTS. And even if you're not a fan or you don't know their music, they're so damn cute. Get them up there with their little matching outfits, having them working it, twerking it, singing their super popular songs. Automatically with BTS, you lock in the little Gen X TikTok and generation. You got them watching now like, oh, they love BTS. And also this American football sport is opened up to the world stage now because BTS has some global appeal. People all over the world are obsessed with them. So we bring them in for that. Bring in the viewers. Have them do one song. Okay, BTS, backstage you go. And now it's time to bring out the next artist. We're going to be hitting a huge demographic of people, especially here in America, Los Estados Unidos. You know, they go crazy for some good old fashioned country music. So bring out Casey Musgraves on a big neon lit up robotic horse. 
She's going to be wearing a little crop top, some fringe. See, the thing that's great about Casey Musgraves is she's more like country pop. The gays love her. Even if you're not a fan of country music, you can get behind Casey Musgraves. Uh, and if you do love country music, well, you'll be super stoked. Get Casey Musgraves out there. Ooh, and Miranda Lambert. Ooh, Miranda and Casey on the stage. <gasps> Iconic country duo. Once they belt out a song, have Casey Musgraves start off with like high horse. And then Miranda can come in with one of her classic bangers. And now that all those country fans in America are locked into the TV, and now we close out the show with an iconic performance by Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Alicia Keys. Yeah, have Alicia Keys come in, like, down on the stage with a floating piano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just have her just drop down, slowly descend onto the stage with her piano lights. You got Eminem coming in, some Snoop Dogg, and close out the show with them. And for all the people who love rap, R&B, they're going to lose their shit if they see Eminem, Alicia Keys, and Snoop Dogg on the stage. Damn, that's an incredible performance. Anyway, that's who I would have perform at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not that anyone asked, but last year I gave my two cents on who I thought should perform. And uh, yeah, it was controversial. Some of you loved who I wanted to perform last year. And some of you gave me some pushback because you're big fans of the weekend. But you know what? That wasn't my favorite Super Bowl last year either. And this year, we'll see what happens. Let me know if you guys end up watching it. I'm so curious to know your thoughts. I'll be watching it while shoveling buffalo wings and queso dip into my mouth. <laughs> but speaking of controversial thoughts and opinions, that leads us right into today's very special episode. All right, so we have some thoughts, some controversial opinions sent in from the lowlifers, better known as unpopular opinions from the lowlifers. We talk about bridesmaids and maid of honors. Is it really an honor? Thoughts on that. Also, some polarizing opinions on Taylor Swift, some opposing views on the Big Apple, New York City, and also, how do you feel about Instagram posts for birthdays? Do we love a birthday post? Do you love reposting all that shit? Love them or hate them? Curious to know your thoughts on that definitely have some opposing views with Janelle and I. <laughs> She's our guest today. Also, we talk about filtered feeds, curated, perfect, heavily filtered, all monochromatic feeds on Instagram. Our thoughts on those. And then we also have an advice segment. That's act two of this podcast. We're going to be getting into anonymous questions from the lowlifers. Thank you guys for being so freaking open and vulnerable and just laying it out. You guys are asking about taking a shit in front of your partner. Are you comfortable doing that? Is that something you can do? And if so, when is it okay to get to that point where you're going number two in front of your boo? We also offer some advice on a listener who has a partner who grew up in a naked house. How to deal with that when your partner is into that nudist life and you like to be a little bit more clothed up and conservative. Another lowlifer wrote in asking for some bedroom advice, specifically on the art of anal. <laughs> You've come to the right place. I definitely have some advice for you on the art of anal, how to do it like a champ. And last but not least, I have a listener who wrote in because he's concerned his wife has been oversharing a lot of the specific details of their relationship with her best friends. Yeah, so now he's the butt of the joke, and it's a little awkward for him. So we have some advice for him. It's a great episode. You're in for some laughs, some insight, and a good time on today's show. It's a continuation of last week's show. It's Janelle Hansen, one of my best friends. She's hilarious. She's a sweetheart. I just adore her. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one last week's episode, 
I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. I loved it. And this week's episode will not disappoint you. So without further ado, let's jump into today's show. Hit it. So without further ado, I want to jump into unpopular opinions with Janelle Hansen and some questions from the low lifers to do with relationship advice. We are not professionals here. I am not do a doctor. Do not listen to anything that I say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my advice. Don't. I will. You've given me some great advice. Actually, you know what? I'm. It's not. I've read a lot of books. Yeah, you're well read. I, I've read a lot of books on relationships or I, I've been through <laughs> some rough ones before. You've been through hell and back. Yes. Dated a couple sociopaths, got a couple narcissists <laughs> under your belt. Oh, yeah. God. A couple serial killers. Potential. Not just narcissists. People with narcissistic personality disorder. Completely that, different. That turns your life inside out and that, that pushes you that pushes you towards the books, you know. So thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. So I think with being put through the ringer in a really difficult relationship, plural relationships, right? <laughs> myself included. Uh, we've had some learning lessons along the way and you know, you could take our advice or you could leave it. That's the thing. Uh, but you guys <laughs> wrote in and have some questions for us and we're going to do our best Let, to answer yeah, them let's, for let's, you. Let's hear them. And it's the perfect time to answer these questions and give you unpopular opinions uh, because well, when it comes to relationships, we're coming into Valentine's day, Aww. a nice manufactured commercial holiday. The day celebrating. I'm here for the candy. Candy. Discount um, candy. I'm here for the flower market. Yeah. Oh, I love. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. for listeners that always ask about my flower arrangements, I love to make them. Uh, but Janelle Hansen is also a 1 800 flowers pop up shop. I love making them. She loves a good flower arrangement. And she's my floral district buddy. buddy. Yeah. She's my partner in crime. So we'll go and we both love. Interior design. Mm. We love flowers. We love all of that home renovation stuff. So yeah. we get into it together. But let's jump into first unpopular opinions with Janelle and Lo. Hit it. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? All right. So we have unpopular opinions coming in hot from our listeners. You guys have submitted these on the gram back when I was still on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I took a bit of a hiatus. You have, you have been missing for a minute. But I'm back now. We're back, baby. Full throttle, yes, with great content for you guys. Uh, but I put one of those little question and answer boxes on Instagram, and the low lifers definitely didn't disappoint with unpopular <laughs> opinions. Oh, Even with your advice questions, I'm like, thank you for being so vulnerable, <laughs> raw, and just really laying it out. I have one listener. I'm just, I mean, this is one we could talk about, but uh, that wrote in. And said, if you could keep my name anonymous and said, I think I have herpes and I'm worried about it mm -hmm. because I have bumps down below on my pubic area and I'm concerned about it. And I said, well, same, because I thought I did at one point too, but I realized I was just shaving my pubes the wrong way <laughs> and it was an ingrown hair. And I thought... <laughs> I, I hate so much that you said pubes just then. <laughs> so I said, well, why don't you get yourself checked out? There's actually one sponsor. Um, you can get an at-home test kit for the herps. Uh, or you can, you know, go to your local clinic and, and get tested. 
Or just make sure you're shaving in the right direction and use some aloe, a good high quality shave gel and a fresh razor. Maybe do a little bit of a, an exfoliant on the pubic region. Might have an ingrown hair. Might have an ingrown hair. Anyway, but being that open, I was like, wow. And and look, you knew you'd been there, done that. Yeah. Cause I remember telling my doctor, I think I have, I think I got herpes. And uh, he's like, no, Lo, you just are shaving like a Your pubes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> maniac. <laughs> just hacking away down there. Jeez, Lo. Leave a little hair. Come on. <sighs> like that bald eagle look is just not the vibe. Do you remember the scene from Peter Pan when? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? When you've seen Peter Pan. Like the cartoon Disney yes. movie? Yeah. This scene where that seagull or bird lands on Captain Hook's head and Shmee shaves it completely bald and bicks the the, the seagull's butt. Yeah. That's the visual I have right now. Unfortunately, yes. You're not wrong. And I needed to make sure I was not the only person with this visual. For anyone listening, uh, I'd say if we're talking about pubic hair, just make sure it's well-groomed. Rocking a 70s vibe, full bush. <laughs> if you enjoy having someone go down on you, it's just not fun. I, like, I've had hair, it gets lodged in my tooth. Like, ugh, it's just, like, uncomfortable. I hate it. So just keep it maintained down there, dudes. My kings. <laughs> Clean up those balls and uh, and maintain your pub area. Jeez. It's 2022. There's so many tools to use. <laughs> I, you know, all at our fingertips. There's no reason to Shards have. Shards of glass, razors, yeah. tweezers. Anything. Just take care of business. <laughs> this is, oh, so the unpopular opinions, by the way, are not anonymous. The advice, the listeners have asked to be anonymous. All right. As so, they absolutely should. As they should. All right. So the first unpopular opinion comes from Danielle in Saratoga. Oh. Saratoga is beautiful, Danielle. I love it there. I've only been once. And I watched a Dateline episode. There was a murder that happened there. Is that why you went? No. <laughs> I, so you may have. Done On brand that. for me. Yes. But no, I went <laughs> before. Um, but it looks like a, a little town right out of a movie. Cottage homes. Perfectly manicured lawns. Everyone probably knows each other. Tiny schools. Is it schools. like Edward Scissorhands vibes with that neighborhood? No. That Not neighborhood was like so cookie cutter. This neighborhood in Saratoga feels like, like you're in a fisherman's port. Oh, cute. With beautiful trees everywhere. And yeah, like a local candy shop and stuff like that. I love that small town feel. It's so pretty. Oh, I wish I lived in a town like so that. so cute. It's actually gorgeous. I'm sure they filmed movies there. They had to have. <gasps> because it looks like you're on set of like, a Nancy Myers, oh something's my God, gotta give. I love this. Father of the Bride, The Notebook, mm. okay. one of those type of places. I'll add it to my list. Add it to the list. <laughs> Google Maps. All right. Daniel in Saratoga says, "Unpopular opinion: Being the maid of honor in your friend's wedding is less of an honor and more of a stressful <laughs> expectation." <laughs> Put on by your friend that you can't say no to because you'll look like a bitch. I am so over being in weddings and the same applies when it comes to my own wedding. I had all bridesmaids, didn't even bother with a maid of honor. 
and put no pressure on anyone. And it actually ended up being the best experience for everybody involved. Can't say the same for the weddings that I've been in. Oh. It's exhausting. Okay. Wow, Danielle. So that's the unpopular opinion. And I have to say, I kind of agree with Danielle. I would say that it is an honor to be someone's bridesmaid or uh, maid, maid of, of honor. honor. Sure. But sometimes it does come with stress and expectations and a lot of financial backing. Like you got to pay for shit. The dress, if it's a location wedding, the bridesmaid brunch, the freaking bridal shower, the bachelorette party, it's starting to boom, add up, throw in a happy hour, <laughs> group text. Oh my God, I'm on a deadline. I have work to do, but I have to do this group text. I know I've, I just imagine I've been a maid of honor actually. You have? Yeah. A couple times. Weddings. I have not. And there is a pressure that comes along with it. I love to plan. I thrive. That's what I was going to say. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. And that person's like, I don't know. It becomes tough because if I was getting married and I had a maid of honor and I was asking someone whose schedule I knew was difficult, they Tight. were busy, you know, blah, blah. Or what blah. if they're financially strapped? Yeah, whatever it is, I would have to be aware of that, you know, like. I have a schedule that's all over the place. Could I be someone's maid of honor? Probably not. Because well, when would I be if able your to? your best friend asked you. Of course I would say yes, but I would have to make it very clear and set some kind of boundary. Because like, if I have a busy schedule, my best friend is getting married and wants me to be the maid of honor. Like Most of these are planned a year in advance. So the busy schedule thing is like, I'm giving you a year's notice Thursday, the 25th. Well, I also live out of town by from my best friends. Well, I guess if my girlfriend's here, it's, I don't know. It's really difficult because I wouldn't turn it down. But if the bride was hounding me constantly about doing things, wanting to do it by their timeline. Yeah. You know, it would become, I'll always get a task done, but I might not do it on someone else's schedule. And if they're like, Hey, I want you to have this done by this time. And I know already, then it's like, then why am I, why am I doing this? It's my okay. bridal shower. Okay. So I know, sorry, it's happening on Saturday. It's a lot though. <laughs> it is a lot, but some people live for that. They do. If you have that per A-type personality, yeah. I'm not an A-type personality at all. No, but I do like to plan stuff and I like to decorate and I'm good at it. So yeah, you are. I would enjoy being in someone's wedding, a maid of honor or a best man. Uh, but I would say this much. If you're asking someone to be in the wedding, I think that it's as a maid of honor or a best man, the financial stress, sometimes a person can't necessarily pay for all the expenses. So either the bride can be like, hey, but you won't have to pay for this Does or that all or whatever. Does the expense fall on the maid of honor? Not all of it, but like. Because that to me is insane. But, you know. It's like, throw me a party out of your pocket, but make it good. Basically. Yeah. That's, that's a little tough. Everyone will usually kind of pitch in, Can you in, imagine just think. being the girl that's like best friends with everyone and is constantly forking out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for all these brides? Yeah. Surely it can't all fall on the maid of honor. No, people should pitch in, but sure. I know there are situations where people pitch in, but the brunt of it, it's like when you're at a group dinner and everyone splits the check, but you know, like 
no one put in enough money. Mm-hmm. So people put in cash, but then there's one person who like shouldn't have had to pay like $250, but they're having to pay the brunt of it plus the tip. Right. Like that, I think, made of honors, like they get stuck with that a lot of times, even if it's not intentional. Right. That happens a lot where they're kind of stuck with having to pay for the deco or the food or they have to host it in their home, like the party or rent a space. And yeah, there's a lot of effort and work and money that gets involved. I realize I've not been involved in a lot of weddings. Like when my sister-in-law got married, I was a bridesmaid, but I lived in California, so I wasn't able. I obviously went back home to attend the events, but I couldn't get enough time off work to be in town for the week decorating and getting stuff set up with, you know, her sisters and whatnot. Was she okay with that? She understood. Yeah. Like I lived in another state. And so I guess that's what I mean. Like that stuff is, is hard to do if case by case. Yeah. Case by case situation in that one. It just depends on, I mean, how much responsibility they're really having you and Danielle in beautiful Saratoga, it seems like there's probably a lot of responsibility. You, you seem a little. Yeah, you seem a little freaking bitter about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that moving forward, maybe you could just say, I'm going to pass on this one. I do I'm- like the idea of not putting the pressure on anyone specifically, even the maid of honor. And like Danielle was saying, like, I had a wedding and I had bridesmaids, but no one felt that because it was just everyone was kind of right. equal in the sense. That's nice. You guys, you just read the room, you know? Yeah. But I could see that unpopular opinion actually is low key, probably a popular opinion. Yeah. With a lot of people who wouldn't want to admit that. Right. So, yeah, very brave, Danielle, to say that Hmm. for any of your friends listening. I'm sure they're enjoying this. I think you didn't include your last name. Yeah. Oh, Danielle Perez. No. (laughs) (laughs) Unpopular opinion from Stephen in Toronto. Stephen writes. Unpopular opinion, perfectly curated, beautifully, aesthetically pleasing pages on Instagram are overdone. They're not realistic and fake on Instagram. Oh, wow. I don't like them. Are you saying you don't like them or is Steven That's saying he Steven. doesn't like them? He's saying he doesn't like them. That's his unpopular opinion that they're overdone, overused, not realistic, fake. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I agree, Steven. But I do think that if you have a curated, beautiful page, do mm. you? Yeah. I'm, I'm in the era of life right now where it's like, whatever makes you happy. Right. If you want your whole page to be all creams and light tones, right, neutrals, right. and you use the same filter and you want it to be cohesive because that does something for your eye aesthetically, then go for it. It's nice to look at, first of all, obviously do what you want, you yeah. know, but the ones that actually grab my attention that are aesthetically pleasing are the ones that are like interior design or there's this like baker that I love who does cakes and stuff and it's all the same filter. So I started following it because when I looked at it, it was so beautiful. And I was like, the tones and everything were just like stunning. So I was like, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's pleasing to the eye. I'm going to follow this. My own page is the most mismatched thing you could come yeah, up with. Just real you know? photos. Yeah. It's just because I'm not trying to like have a brand or a look or anything. Like my page is almost just like a, a photo album of like things that I like or things that I've done or myself or my friends or a trip I've been on. There's like nothing cohesive about it yeah. at all. I will say my page used to be very curated. 
very mm. specific for over two years. I, if you go down into the history right. of my page, it was all tones of gray, black, white, soft tones, and only the clothes would pop. And I didn't post a lot of personal stuff. Why? Because it was very specific to a styling page, Got fashion. It. So celebrity styling, red carpet, fashion, like clothes. I do mm-hmm. close-ups of beautiful clothing. And it was all very curated. And I spent so much time making sure that each picture fit perfectly. And I would plan out my posts to make sure that the, it That's all flowed. It's a lot to keep up with. It was. And so I was doing that and it did look beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Um, but there were some pictures I wouldn't be able to post because I'm like, oh, it doesn't That's go with my feed. That's what I was just going to say is like, that when you have a very curated page and then suddenly there's something like you might have a picture that you love or you went somewhere you want to share something and it doesn't fit your your aesthetic and then you just can't post it because it'll stick out like a sore thumb i'd rather not even think twice and be like here's a picture of you know these trees that i saw last week when i was here and here's a picture of just me sitting down because I felt like I looked good Cute. that day, you yeah. know, or here's a picture of me and my girlfriends because I just went out to dinner with them and it was really nice to see them or whatever. Like I it's would hate proven, something though. to be like, oh, I can't post this it because it doesn't work. My feed. It doesn't go in my feed flow. But I think when I look at them, I'm like, huh, that looks good. Not sure. for me though. <laughs> Not for me though. It's been proven though that they did this study, this poll. And it was showing that aesthetically pleasing curated feeds were such a thing, Mm -hmm. especially a few years ago. But now, because of all the filters, and it's so easy for anyone to get a cure. There's literally apps, and you just put your picture in, and it will put it in the exact filter that you need. There's a million apps that to match the page. No, like if you say you want all of your pictures to be highly saturated and in a tone Mm -hmm. of nude, Mm -hmm. there's an app that can put all of your pictures just so even if it doesn't. Fit oh. that. It will make it that. Interesting. It will it will tone down the saturation and bump up the brightness and put a fade filter on it. And and every picture will f- fit into that if you want it to. Mm. It's very easy to do now. That's Yeah. If yeah. you want that look, you can achieve it with right. any photo. The thing is, what's doing really well right now, I think people are craving it, myself included, is authenticity, realness, and like less filtered, curated, especially even with me as who's a fashion stylist slash interior designer now, <laughs> I do one DIY project and I'm like, I'm the new <laughs> Joanna Gaines. <laughs> but like, I look at it like, no, I don't need my feed to have that perfect flow anymore. Yeah, It's okay. And I allowed myself to just post funny memes and videos and just be a little bit more free with it. Yeah. And I have styling stuff in there too, but my clients appreciate it. They still know I'm styling. If you look at my page, you can tell like, oh, he styles. Right. Obviously there's some fashion there. Um, and I might even do a separate page just for fashion. That's just right, right. strictly clothing and trends and stuff I love. But I feel like nowadays what people are craving is just like, it looks like a real person, yeah. a real feed. So Steven, I'm not going to shit on people that have curated, beautiful feed flows because sometimes that's... It's nice to look someone at. Someone wants to have that because, you know, without having that, their eye would start twitching. They'd feel a little off. You know, <laughs> some people it's like very particular about it. But I do agree in saying that most people would prefer now just a normal, real, authentic, less filtered right. page. 
Post what you want. Post what you're doing. Yeah. I want to see a glimpse into your life. Exactly. Same. All right. Next one. Unpopular opinion comes from Susanna in Kansas City. Mm. Susanna in Kansas City says, unpopular opinion. Taylor Swift is talented, but she's overrated and she can't sing. Oh, oh my this God. is going to really piss off. So, Susanna, I'm shocked I, you gave your name. I love Taylor Swift. Oh, you do. You're a Swifty. Yeah. Her Red Album is my favorite. That's my favorite, too. I love that Red it's Album. It's so good. And 1989. Great. But also love some of the old stuff that so you, you I bop to. Definitely disagree. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> so we're getting out. I love. <laughs> Just right. go through every album and rate it. Yeah. All right. You love some Swift. I wasn't the biggest Taylor Swift fan. And I would agree with Susanna in saying she's not known as a vocalist. She like a great. She's not a uh, powerhouse. She's not an Adele. She's not a Whitney. She's definitely not a Mariah. Great, great songs. But she has some incredible bangers. And she is a brilliant writer. Yes. You can say a lot of things about Taylor Swift and people talk shit on her all the time. Oh, she's fake. Oh, she dates everyone. She uses dudes, blah, 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 whatever. Sure, whatever. It's her art. We're listening to her because of her music. Her music. Not who she's dating. Oh, I kind of like to know who she's dating too. Okay. When it comes to the music, I'm like, oh, there's more to the story. Um, it's like background. But she's a, an incredible writer. Yeah, so give her that. Great. And her songs are catchy as hell. She knows how to write a good hook. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a great, she's a composer. She's a writer. And here's the thing. I was not a big Taylor Swift fan. Liked a few of her songs, but I wouldn't have gone to her concert. Wouldn't be first in line. <laughs> To buy a ticket. I would not either. Show. I've never what? even seen her. What are you talking about? You just sold love it her. so hard. Oh. But I've but never seen her. You wouldn't go to a concert? I'd go, but I wouldn't be first in line. Okay. If she's no. in town and I don't go to her <laughs> show, I'm not going to sit there and be like. So specific. No, I'd probably be third in line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to split hairs. Sure. I've never even <laughs> seen the girl live. Well, I actually have. And a couple times, and I'm not even a big fan. And when I went to the concert, I went because my friend had invited me because the friend that they had originally wanted to go to the show that was a fellow Swifty dropped out, couldn't go. And so she was panicking and she's like, do you want to just go to the show? I got comp tickets, amazing seats. You have to come. And I was like, let me check and see. If I have some you may have to time. wash my hair tonight. I, uh, might need to wash my hair. might need to uh, put on a pore strip pretty booked. <laughs> so I ended up saying, why not? It's a free ticket. And she was like, just go. You'll love it. And I was like, I like a couple of her songs. I hadn't even listened to the 1989 album. I heard the big hits that were popular on the radio. Like what? <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> Isn't that? I, oh, there's one song I can't stand that she sings though. It's a very feel-good song, but I think it just felt a little cheesy to me. I don't know her her more recent albums well, at all. Right I'm, in 1989. Great. And uh, there's some hits on her other her new stuff, yeah. too. I mean, they're doing really well. <laughs> She's not worried about it. Uh, but the 1989 concert that I went to, back to that, oh. I went with my friend and didn't know what to expect. Went in with little to no expectations. 
was blown away. I bet it was such a good show. Taylor Swift puts on an incredible performance. She is consummate performer. She was singing. She was playing the guitar. She was dancing. She had all her dancers, a ton of them. They're everywhere. I think one was dancing next to me. Like they came out <laughs> to the audience. It's like, whoa, <laughs> fringe everywhere. It was Popping like up a, out a of- gay dream. And they gave wristbands to everyone and the wristbands lit up. And with every song, she'd be like, and throw your hands in the air. And like the, the wristbands would change colors based on yeah. the song. So it was really cool to Coldplay see that. Coldplay just did that. It was so, I'd never done that before. Yeah. It was so cool to watch. It's a cool Coldplay. experience. That's a great concert I went to too. Anyway. But Taylor Swift also had this giant crane that came out. And that's the thing I will say. If you're not a Swifty, if you think she's overrated, whatever, you got to give the girl credit. She is an incredible performer and she's mm. thoughtful with her audience. That's cool. And she had this giant 50 foot crane, something like that. This is at Staples. And the crane came out and she's on the end of it. And her dancers are all going down it. And yeah, and this it's going through the audience. And no matter oh. where you were, we were floor seats, to, by the you way. You got to I see could her. smell Taylor Swift. She smelled like juicy perfume. She did. I don't know what she was wearing, but it smelled very sweet and sugary. <laughs> I think it was Prada, to be honest. I think she was wearing the new Prada fragrance. Okay. I have a nose like a basset hound. I could spot a fragrance a mile away. She was probably wearing Prada. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this crane went out. So no matter where you were in that audience... You could get a photo or a video of her, and it looked like you were front row. And like that's you got so to cool. literally see her up close, a, a good shot, and it it panned the whole stadium. And I was really? like, "Really? How many? How many songs did this go for?" Oh, she did it for like two or three songs. That's cool. But so like, no matter how much you paid, where your seats are, you still walked out of there going, "Oh my god, we were so close. We yeah, got we such got a good view, a or we got you know." I yeah, love that. it was just a thoughtful smart show and mm. I was like a lot you could tell a lot went into it so I left there with a 1989 blanket and uh and a tattoo <laughs> on a my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I got 1989 tattooed my lower hip bone and I'm obsessed no I, I became a fan after that and I was like good for her I, again I love the powerhouses Jesse J Adele right. Mariah mm-hmm. Whitney Selena Quintana that's, that's the realm the voices you know the the pipes She's not, you have to know Taylor Swift's not that. Right. But she's so many other things. There are a lot of artists, I think, that you might like a couple songs here or there. And then when you see them, it's like you walk out of there going, that was so good. And then you want to listen to them. Also realized I loved like 12 Taylor Swift songs after that show. It's like, oh, these are all I, great. I, maybe I'll go to a show. Go to a show. It's worth it. I bet I would love it. It's actually worth the money. I didn't spend it, but oh, okay. probably still wouldn't. May we all be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, to just have a friend who's like, want a floor seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how? Oh, that was pretty awesome. That was a good friend. Next unpopular opinion. <laughs> Eric in Los Angeles says, unpopular opinion, New York just isn't glamorous. People make it out to be more than it really is. Okay, let me say this. (laughs) The first time I went to New York, I was so excited, and I don't know. The Big Apple. Yes. It smelled like poop everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bourbon Street. And there's just trash. And I'd never been to a city that was like that. Because I, let me just say this. I had never really traveled much prior to my job. so like. Me being in New York, I I had nothing to compare it to. Like I'd been to LA, I'd been to 
you know, Phoenix, honestly. Those are the major cities you've been in. Yeah, that was it. And then like, you know, I went to Hawaii once. So and you'd agree with Eric then. It, yeah, But after I started going there, I love New York. I love it. Minus the poop smell. I don't even care because it's New York. Like there's just so much about it. I love the restaurants. I love the bars. I love the park. I love walking around. I love walking around. There I is... don't care if I have to walk by trash everywhere. It's I love it. Would I want to live there? No. But do I love going there? Absolutely. I get excited to go to New York now. Eric, it is an unpopular opinion. New York isn't glamorous, although I'm sure a lot of people would know that people who've been there. But I'm going to say I agree that it's not glamorous, but New York is still an incredible place. Can I just ask, what is a glamorous city to you? A glamorous city. Because it's not Los Angeles. Definitely not LA right now. That's for sure. I would say glamorous city would be like Dubai or. I was thinking that's kind of what I That's pretty glamorous. Or also uh, like uh, Fashion Island in uh, Orange County. It's in Newport Beach. Uh It's a beautiful shopping area, but it's very, it's, it's glamorous. It's a coastal town. Mm -hmm. The Hamptons feel very glamorous to me. See, I don't think I've been to a glamorous city. The Hamptons are beautiful. It's very expensive to be there. You could just tell it's pretty clean. There are certain parts of Canada that feel a little glamorous, you know, Mm. that are just like, oh, this is like Toronto, for example. I wouldn't say Toronto is glamorous, but it's like a clean version of New York. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's a lot less trash. Canada has their sanitation and trash situation. Oh, my goodness. I'd never seen anything like that. Literally picking through the trash, trying to put like the recycling one. Yeah. United food States food in another up their game. Oh my goodness. Disposal. No one even recycles here. No. I do. But yeah. But it's not like like I don't have a place to put my banana peels outside from my complex. And I remember in Vancouver you had to do that. Yeah. You're literally picking through all the food. Are you get fined? I don't know actually. I feel Probably. like it was enforced that you would get in trouble if you didn't. Yeah. And as as annoying as it was, I was like, oh, it's pretty, pretty solid that they do this. Yeah. So I guess New York isn't glamorous, but there's a beauty to it in the grit and the dirt and the rats and the uh, poop and okay. the roaches everywhere. Name something nice about it. <laughs> the food's incredible. Great. Even though the restaurants are probably roach infested. Oh, my God. Do not hate on New York. <laughs> you got a great croissant in New York, too. And there's just, again, there's a, a liveliness in the city. There's something that just feels like I've been to New York a couple times with Janelle and mm. I've loved the experience. We're out until three, four in the morning, not even partying. We could just walking around, walking around, going to get, you can get food at whatever hour. And I it's, love that. And it's not like Vegas, like 24 hours where you're being pumped with oxygen and it's constantly lights and, you know, entertainment. New York is, it's a city vibe. It feels you're real grounded. There's a melting pot of people. Sorry, Eric. I love New York. Yeah. Opening up a window at night in your hotel room and seeing the city lit up, that to me feels glamorous. Walking downstairs onto the sidewalk immediately sucks it away. Yeah. But visually, it's gorgeous. All right. This next unpopular opinion uh, comes from me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I have to say that Shouting people out on their birthday on Instagram. I do this. So be careful what you say. Is annoying as hell. It's the worst. I don't mind a photo. I'll get a photo. Sure. But if it's like 
15 photos. We like we know that the relationship is close. Like we get it. <laughs> and I'm so happy for that moment in those great moments. All those inside jokes that I'm on the outside of watching. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. No thanks. So give a shout out, keep it to a picture or a 15 second video outside of that. You used to do minute videos. You realize this. In my feed. That's different. My feed is too curated for now. <laughs> uh, I don't mind. I have actually done a beautiful video. Videos are different, but they're also like entertaining and I would actually make them funny. Let Fine me. Fine line though. Let me just give my input for one second. I'm talking about someone that's posting a million photos and then also the birthday person reposting it. So I'm following Janelle who mm. just posted Amanda's birthday, just made up the friend, but then Amanda's <laughs> going to post who I also follow is going to reshare it. So I get just double Tons. to triple doses of content that I literally never needed to see. So, I mean, it's your birthday. Do you to the birthday person? Sure. But to the person who's posting a lot, Janelle, dial it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say this. She comes. First of all, I actually agree. <laughs> but yeah. there is somehow an obligation to do that for your friends. And if you don't do it, it's almost like, why didn't you post a birthday thing really? for me? I do every year. Well, for, thank you for my birthday. But if I you, won't next. I won't this year, though. <laughs> You'll be the one person. Like, then it's obvious. <laughs> See, she's the worst. Because don't worry, I won't post just yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. Sometimes I, I don't. Post. And also, also. On my birthday, if if all my friends are posting something like I absolutely am like, oh, that was cute. I want to repost this. I was tagged. I want to repost this. But I also don't expect anyone to look at my story that day because I know how annoying it is to see those tiny little dots at the top of when an Instagram know, story. It's about and if 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 36 taps. Yeah. And if no one wants to watch my story that day, fine. I'm reposting to almost acknowledge the person who's gone out of their way to post. That's true. And it's so stupid I that, feel that's, like a dick. You're right. that that's how it is these days. Because it's like, who cares? You know, yeah. but at the same time, I like to post a picture for my friend on their birthday. And sometimes I like to post six pictures because it's hard to pick just one. You do you, Janelle. And you know what? Why do I care so much what other people think about what my Instagram looks like? Why am I changing what I do? If I want to post for my friends and you don't want to see them, don't Mute. click my page. Don't complain about me later. It's what I want to do. It's my page. I choose to complain about you to your I face. I choose to post and you can choose to read or not. Look or not. What did you just say? I choose to complain in your home to your face <laughs> and tell you it's the worst. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. You have one? Christmas decorations should be taken down by the first week of January. Oh, I strongly disagree with that unpopular opinion. Is that yours? I just made it up. Oh, I'm like, your tree's like up. It's February. So <laughs> it's uh, August. Yeah. No, I'd say no. Uh, most people want to take their tree down, I guess, you know, right after the new year to start a fresh new chapter without Christmas deco. But being someone who spends a lot of time, effort, money, and loves Christmas, keep it up as long as you want. If you want to Who rock cares that tree, my tree is up. That's what I'm saying. Keep your tree up as long as you want. 
and no judgment. And again, I'm gonna. You don't have to look at my tree, just like you don't have to look at my birthday story. I'm gonna retract my. Okay, <laughs> not letting that one go. I'm gonna retract my statement and say, yeah, they are annoying the birthday posts, but if you want to do it, do. I'm not gonna hate on it. Yeah, do it. This is an unpopular opinion, though. I don't think it's cool if you are posting on someone's birthday mm-hmm. to post a shitty photo of them oh, where they don't look good. That's and you're using it as a way because to post a picture of, of yourself you looking, looking hot. good. That happens a lot more than people admit. And I'm like, don't use my birthday as an opportunity to ha- give yourself yourself. A mo- yeah. Mm-mm. No, that's not cool. And yeah. I can see right through it. Or people that are posting it's your birthday as like a clout thing like sometimes that happens like yeah i don't know you got to know the intention behind right. it but if it's sweet like you for example you you always pick a flattering photo thank you i think i don't care if someone posts a bad picture of me like if i'm taking a girl group photo and or you whatever, look like shit you're mid and i'm like yeah and i'm like and my eyes are half closed or i don't look great or whatever i'm never going to be the friend that is like don't post that picture of me. Take that down. I don't want that. Like, if you feel like you look good in it, great. But if it's my birthday and you're posting a picture where you look great and, and I sneezing. look like shit and you're just using <laughs> it my day as an excuse to post <laughs> a photo you want people to see you looking good in. Are you f-ing kidding me? Do you remember me? that photo I posted of you? <laughs> Sorry. I posted a photo of Janelle. It was a group shot. And Janelle's eyes were closed in it. So <laughs> I photoshopped eyeballs on her and she looked insane. <laughs> it was so funny. And then there was another one I posted of you and the flash was so bright Rude. that that you ended up looking like Voldemort in the photo <laughs> because it I, was so I literally lost my nose. <laughs> Oh, oh, is that the one you're talking about at Brian's house? <laughs> so I had posted a photo and I put a filter on it, but it was like so bright. Plus the filter that Janelle's nose just Gone. completely. I looked and my and I had a slicked back ponytail <laughs> that night. I looked exactly like Voldemort. Exactly. And I posted it. You can use it with for a the- side by side with Voldemort. Oh, that was funny. I got to repost that one for this episode. Great. Using oh. using your <laughs> platform <laughs> to, to expose. Yeah. Your Voldemort <laughs> side of yourself. All right. So we're going to go into some advice for the low lifers. You guys wrote in questions and we're going to do our best to give you some life advice on your potential problems. that you We may are having. not qualified to even touch no. on. We're not liable either. No, no. lawsuits, please. Don't take anything that we say seriously. That's terrible advice. First question comes from Anonymous in, she doesn't want to say where she's writing this in from. I've been dating a guy for almost six months low. I really like him. I've been staying at his place all the time, but I never go number two in the bathroom. I've been going to restaurants or at the gas station by his house before I get home, which I hate to do, (laughs) but I don't want to take a shit in his apartment. He, on the other hand, has no problem going number two. He'll give me a warning before going into the bathroom, but I just can't bring myself to do something like that. Plus, he only has one bathroom, so I would just be mortified. My question is, am I weird for doing this? And when is it okay to poop in front of your boyfriend? Wow. Day 
one. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. What? I f- okay, this is a topic I feel very strongly about. Okay. <laughs> because I have been in the position where if like I'm seeing a guy, dating a guy, whatever, there is nothing worse than like hanging out on the couch with the worst stomach ache. A turd. Okay. <laughs> sure. Gas, a turd, however you want to put it. I hate the word turd. It is so gross to me. I hate pubes. I hate turd. Like, what are we doing right now? Anyway, you want to enjoy your time watching a movie or sitting at dinner or laying in whatever you're doing with your significant other. And you cannot even enjoy yourself because you're thinking about having to fart, having to poop, whatever it is. And you're ruining your whole evening. If you can just say like, hey. I make a joke of it. All you got to do is make a joke. Like, my stomach is killing me. I have to use the bathroom. I'm turning on the water. Don't listen to me. And go in there. And rip it. Get it done. And come back out and shrug it off. You don't have to poop in front of him like a dog. Just go in the, <laughs> just go in the room, you know? And enjoy the rest of your evening. What if he has to go pee right after you just... I'm about to go to the bathroom. If you have to pee, go before I go in there. Bring matches. Bring poopery. And you would do that on date one? Date one, you just met a guy. Well, I probably won't be at his house on date one. Let's say date six. Date three, when would you be at his house? Date two, three, four? I, I would literally be open about that pretty much right off the bat. Wow. If I had to go, I'd, I, would, I wouldn't I would be gross about it. That comes later where I'm just like. What do you mean? Well, I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit there and be like, hey, I have a turd. I have to go to the <laughs> back. Like, I'm going to say like, hey, I'm sorry. This might be I have, TMI. I have, yes. My stomach. Yeah, and I do. I do. So I it's like. My stomach's hurting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I have to go use the restroom. Like, don't judge me. And if he judges me, see you later. Because, like, it's only going to get worse from here on out the more time you spend with me. Oh, wow. Good for you. It's like, because I know, I know, I know some guys where they're like, oh, don't talk about that. Don't talk about your period. Don't talk about pooping. Don't like, it's part I'm of a life. human being. If you can be cool with it, why do I have to sit in agony? Are you okay with a guy farting in front of you? Absolutely. Do not care. I grew up with like a brother though. What if I don't want him farting are, in my eyeball? What or if something? you're showering or he's showering? Mm-hmm. Would you go take a shit in the bathroom? Would I? Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I've done that. No. <laughs> Janelle. <laughs> I that's disgusting. I used to live with someone. We had one bathroom. A guy that you're in a relationship with, not just someone, not a roommate. A ro- I'm talking romantic. Yeah. He's showering and you went in and dropped a turd okay. in that toilet, dropped the kids off at the pool. What do I do if okay? Do you know how IBS works? <laughs> like oh. if you're in a I'm it's, just it's not like trying to take that in. Okay, because listen. The shower's usually pretty steamed up. No, I got and it. And you have that with shit. It's like hot shit. Okay. Oh, okay. I would be like, get out. It's different. It's not like I'm sitting there having to go to the bathroom being like, I'm going to hold this until he gets in the hot shower and then I'm going to go. But if he's showering and I'm literally either going to lose myself in the living room okay or go if in there, it's a point where you have to shit your pants that's what, that's what i'm talking about i'm not gonna like choose 
that's a, hot a very specific situation. Yeah, would you elect mean. to do it? You asked if I would do it. Yes, I've done it because I've had but to. But if you didn't have to, would you no, still? Absolutely. Would you not. pee in front of someone? Yes. That's, that's true. I, why? Yeah, that's not weird in front of to each me. Other. That's not a big deal. If friends too. It doesn't matter. I uh, happen to disagree. And with uh, which part? All of it. All of the above. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now, I actually... Compl- I'm very different, though, in that regard. I completely understand where this person is coming from with being self-conscious about dropping a douche. I've been there. Feeling self-conscious? Yes, but that's what... That was where, like, things changed because in my mind, it got to the point where, like, I was not even enjoying myself hanging yeah. out because the cramping feeling... Just because you're uncomfortable of doing something that's normal and human, is it worth it's sitting not. there in agony because you're self-conscious, too scared to say something about it? Like, because there have been times with like, if I've had like gas and you're like making out with a guy and you're no. so afraid that you're gonna fart that you just go. So you'll say I'm gonna fart. No, you just you just be open about it. like. Otherwise, you're gonna sit there. And you might just sit there, <laughs> no. embarrassed. Do you fart in front of your boyfriend? I have. I'm not sitting there ripping ass <laughs> on purpose. But if I just so happen to fart in front of them, accident, I'll do my best to not. But it happens. But if I accidentally do it, I'm not going to sit there and be like, I have. I was watching Sex in the City yesterday. <laughs> Full circle. There you go. I was watching Sex in the City. And there is a scene when Carrie's in bed with, with Big and she farts. And she is so mortified that she gets up and she leaves. She can't even face him. And I'm sitting there like... And he's cracking up in bed. he's cracking up. It's not a big deal to him. Yeah. It was just in her head. Yeah. A lot of girls feel that way. Right. I've been there. Like where I've gone to the gas station to see what I can do or go into another room or like, hey, I have to pee for the sixth time in a row when really I'm just going in there to like try to relieve myself. Like... I also have stomach issues, so I have to be very like it happens open about that. I mean, I get that. Good for you. I, on the other hand, am similar to this person that writing writing in and I would get real in my head about it. I mean, I was in a five year. Mm -hmm. I don't even think he knew I went to the bathroom until year two. Yeah. Then and and we finally were pretty much living together. Um, Yeah. So I understand that part of it, but now I'm similar to the sense of as long as, well, let's hope there's another bathroom because then I can do my thing. You right. can do yours. If, if you don't option. have that situation though, give a warning, go into poopery spray, some lit matches. Don't sit in agony though, because you're afraid someone's going to judge you for doing something that they literally do. And every single yeah. human being does. Yeah. Let go of the shame. It's okay. Yeah. You can take a little poop and, you... <laughs> and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Take your And if the person is makes you feel shitty about it, then that's not that is not who you wanna mm. Yeah. You don't want to do life with don't someone. Don't let someone who make you feel you gross for, for something like they doing, do too. Yeah. Don't do we that. We all shit. We all take pisses. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. We gave great advice is go no. in there, take a shit, and use some poopery spray. Don't be an animal about it, but like do what you gotta do. Yeah. Just be open and you don't have to be gross. Next question from anonymous listener writes in. I'm married to a guy who grew up in a naked house. He's very comfortable changing in front of our kids. They're little right now, so it doesn't really matter. 
but I don't see him changing in the future uh, as he gets older. He just likes to be naked. I've told him it makes me uncomfortable, but he told me to get over my hangups. Am I wrong here? Mm. Oh, wow. That's tough. I did not grow up in a naked house. You didn't see your mom and dad full frontal? Never. Have you ever? Never. Really? Mm -mm. You've never seen your mom naked? No. Wow. Uh, I did. I know. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. You and your mom. (laughs) Like there's something going on. Sick. I grew up 50-50. My mom is, I'd say, a nudist. In the sense of she's very comfortable going braless. I've seen her change. If uh, she's showering, I'd walk in there. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Since I was a kid, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm not seeking it out. (laughs) Just, you know. Are you naked in there? If you are. Sign me up. Yeah, hold on. Let me make sure I got both eyes on that. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, mama. I want to see. Mama. And my dad, on the other hand, my dad treats his dick like it is a sacristy in the Catholic church. It is a private, so private, and he's just not into being a nudist at all. I've seen my dad shirtless, like that sort of thing. I've changed in front of my dad. I'm uh, pretty much in the middle. I'm okay changing in front of people for the most part if I'm close with someone or if, you know, if in the future, if I had kids. Sure, like I'll change in front of them. But I think as they got older, I would be a little bit more like not showing the beans and Franks, you know? I just want to dial that back. In this person's situation, though, my mom brought up a good point because my dad's like, you you have no problem, you know, showing your boobs and, you know, your son walked into the room and you don't even have a bra on. But my mom's like, why wouldn't I, considering he's going to see it anyway when I get older, like, he's probably going to be changing me one day. You know, like, he right. should just be comfortable seeing I'm his mom. Like, and I look at my mom through the lens and my dad, too, of, like, a nurture caretaker. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, like, you know, step on what anyone does because to each their own. Like, if that guy feels comfortable and that's how he was raised, he might not see anything wrong with it because, like, that's just how he was raised. He's used to it. Like, he saw his parents naked. Didn't think anything of it. Wasn't weird, whatever. So it's like, why would this be weird for my kids? I've only seen my dad naked once. But would it be weird if you saw him naked right now? Not for me. I'd just be like, hey, dad. Well, the one time I did see him naked, he was changing. I walked into the room unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. I didn't knock first. I didn't even know he was home. But my dad made it seem like I was walking in craving dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> like he walked in. Like I walked in. He's like, hey, hey, like. Like the five o'clock show is not for you to see. Like he did one of those. I'm like the five o'clock show. He's like, isn't it a little peeping Tom? I'm like, what? You're my dad. You're my dad. You weirdo. My dad, he always makes jokes like that, but (laughs) he said that. But what I noticed was that we had matching wieners. Our dicks look the same. And so I was more so like, oh my God, my dad and I have wieners. We have the same. I was like, that's like looking in the reflection almost. For this person, if it's something that genuinely, genuinely makes her uncomfortable, that's something that they they need to sit down and just talk about it and figure out a, and come a to safe compromise. Whether nice it's like compromise. when the kids get older, maybe let's tone it down. Right yeah. now, if they're younger, sure. This if this is the thing, but or like you could still be naked, but maybe throw some underwear on. Yeah, you know, if you're sitting on the couch, honey, 
get that bare ass, put some underwear on. We don't want now, the skin mark on the sofa. Now, kids have friends over, maybe? Sweatpants. Sure. The, yeah, and a shirt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have minors over. For f- sake, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Right. Next question. Here we go. <laughs> Fifteen-year-old daughter's friend is over. Yeah. Please put on your nuts something. are out. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this listener writes in and says, "My boyfriend wants to try anal with me." Yeah, I've only Whoa. tried it once, and I didn't enjoy it. That was years ago with my ex-boyfriend, who I was with for years, and it was a birthday gift that I did it, and I. Honestly, didn't really like it. Now I'm willing to give it another try. Oh, I love you for this. Yes. But I'm so nervous going into this one for obvious reasons. If you have any advice or tips to help me navigate this anal situation, for lack of a better word, I'm pretty (laughs) anal about cleanliness and I don't want a messy situation. All right. You come to the right place. I was going to say this. Welcome, queen. Or right king. up your alley. I don't know if it's a male or female writing this, but yeah, my street name is Mr. Anal. No. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't know you in the streets. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty well versed on this topic. And as someone who's experienced anal, uh, both given and received, here's the thing. You have to go into this one. That's nice that you're willing to give it another chance. Uh, your first experience wasn't great. That's a damn shame. Because it could be a great one for you. Some women actually do orgasm through anal. It's not as common, but it can happen. I have a couple friends. They love getting railed anally. (laughs) So, but you got to do the prep work. It's an art form. It's a whole process. If you want to go into it with a clear perspective, feeling good, and not worrying about a cleanup on aisle two. Shitstorm. Don't want to feel like you're going to shit on him. So there are things that you can do put in place so you could feel a little bit more comfortable and confident going into it. But it's a very intimate thing. Obviously, it's very you have to be very comfortable with someone. And if for any reason you feel like you don't want to do it, uh, it's not for you. Well, well, then you should be able to say no. And that your partner should be completely understanding of that. But the fact that you're willing to give it another try, get back on that freaking anal horse good for you and here's what you should do first things first stop eating solids i'd say if you're planning on having anal that night cut out the solids after 2 30 p.m and when i'm talking solids like don't have chipotle for lunch don't go with a burrito bowl maybe have a nice brothy soup and uh, a summer salad or something you know dressing on the side keep it light and fresh for your first experience Try to cut out the salt. I'd say even four o'clock. You could have an early dinner. Once you've passed, have your digestion, go to the bathroom, drop a turd in that toilet. I am only here to comment on you continuously saying the word turd. (laughs) So go to the bathroom, but I would suggest using a douche and filling it up with water. You can get one from your local CVS, Walgreens. It has a little spout on the end of it that's perfect for inserting into your butthole uh, and make sure it's lubed up and use warm water and you're going to literally shoot that water inside you. Let it rest for a bit. 
marinate, if you will, for uh, a few seconds. Can you? <laughs> and then you're going to get rid of the water and push it out and do that repeatedly a few times until the water starts to run clear. Once the water runs clear, you're good to go. Make sure if you push, if you put the water inside you, make sure you're getting all the water out because you don't want to go into anal and then your water to literally break <laughs> and the floodgates to open <laughs> oh on God. the bed and you're just going to have shitty water. So make sure all the water's out. And then when you go into actually having anal, lube is important. Make sure you have a good bottle of lube that, you know, is fragrance-free preferred and, uh, and make sure you are relaxing those muscles, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth and start slow. If he's trying to jackhammer you. Oh my God. Anally, like dial it back, <gasps> sir. You need to start off lubing up the area. I'd actually suggest playing. If you want to get comfortable with it, play with yourself first, touch yourself and go through that process of, you know, doing a douche situation and then get lube and use your finger, you know, and a good shower too, by the way, make sure after you douche a nice, good shower. If you have a shower head, get that shower in there nice and soap, clean it up. You don't want any messes. Then you can play with yourself, feel your butthole and start to see if you enjoy it. And then when you go into it with him, it's a gradual process. Start slow. Have him, if he wants to start off playing with your butthole a little first, playing with the ass. If he wants to eat you out, that's another thing you could do too. Um, stimulate it because there's all these nerve endings around the butthole. Once you do that, go in with uh, lube and then you're ready for penetration. Start slow and then you could move up to speed. But again, you got to be comfortable, feel good about it, breathe, and then enjoy the ride. And hopefully you do. I know for a male who's experiencing anal, the prostate's in your ass. So stimulating that prostate, that's why like even straight men enjoy having their asses played with if they're comfortable in their skin. <laughs> but a lot of straight dudes that I know love having their ass played with. It's a thing because, well, I mean, your prostate's there. So if it's stimulated, you're going to orgasm pretty fast and it's an intense orgasm and you could get that stimulation. It's not gay. You know, people are like, Oh, it's so gay. Well, it's not gay. If it's your girlfriend or your wife or someone you're dating, you know what I mean? I mean, I guess it would be considered gay if it's a penis. So like if that's what you're wanting, but if it's not that, and it's your, your partner and you're in a heterosexual relationship, there's a lot of stigma with men when it comes to ass play, let that stigma go. So hopefully that helps you in your anal adventures. And you're able to enjoy it. But again, take those proper steps, cut out the solid foods. So you go into it with no food in your stomach, feeling good, ready to go. Janelle, your thoughts? Um, I'm just going to let you take that. I hope they paused and grabbed paper and pen. (laughs) That was a a whole routine. Yeah. A little soap and water goes a long way. Even rose water is quite nice too. Heard you talk about the rose water Fragrant. thing before. Mm. Yeah. It's nice. You want to clean the area down below with a little rose water. Wet ones are all your are your friend. Put a bidet in your house. A bidet is incredible. Got I mean, one off Amazon for like really? 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Install it. Janelle Easy. obsessed with anal and she uses a bidet. Oh my God. <laughs> anal monster. Her street you? name. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know, you got to just make sure that you're, you know, using wet ones, use a bidet. And, uh, I have a bidet because I like to be clean. 
Fair. All right. Cleanliness is key. <laughs> we have time for one more question. Who? Lo, I love your show. I've learned a lot and it's giving me some great insight. Oh, you're the brother I wish I had. We are opposites, but your humor kills me. I'm a conservative straight dude in Fort Worth, Texas, who is now a low lifer. And I have a relationship question for you. I can't stand my wife's friends and she tells them everything about our relationship. <laughs> and I know that they judge me now. Oh shit! Okay. They know way too much. And I've heard them making jokes about it. And I get really self-conscious about what oh, she tells them. No, these are her best friends, sorority sisters for years. And when I brought it up to her, she says, they're my family, but I feel uncomfortable. I don't know how to handle this one. Any advice? I got to say girls talk. A lot. They talk about everything and they don't talk about it maliciously. Usually it's just like chitter chatter. However, always have your man's back. United front. Like, do not throw your man under the bus just to have a laugh. Like, that's so (laughs) So shitty. Dude, that's awful. Don't do that. Yeah. Laugh about some things, joke about some things, but do not make your dude. Or your girl, for that matter, if yeah. you're with your guys, do not make them the subject of like your jokes. That's so <laughs> messed up. And I guess everyone talks to their friends about relationships. I get that part of it. But like the key is that if you're feeling uncomfortable, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, or you know, they're she talking needs about you. to stop. Yeah. If you don't care, or if you're like, hey, maybe leave this stuff out, and she doesn't do that, that's. That's garbage. Like, yeah, if, you should if be able to have talking, a conversation. If you're having, it doesn't matter if you're, it's your family or not, like, or whom, whatever, your best friends, or I don't know. If, if, if you guys are together dating in a relationship, married, and sh- her talking about stuff between you guys is making you uncomfortable, you just got to express that. And if she says, no, there's no way I'm not going to do that, like, that's weird. Then she's not respecting you. Yeah, she should. <laughs> and your relationship. Respect the relationship and, also, and have some boundaries. If the tables were turned, if you were talking shit and y'all, your guy friends were making fun of her, wouldn't that make her feel badly? Yeah. It's also very different to talk to a friend and run something by your one friend. I get that. But when it's like your group of sorority sisters cackling over brunch, you know, talking no, about the fact no, that, rude. you know. You came in 30 seconds yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Whatever she could yeah. be saying. Yeah, that's not. I don't like that. But I think have the conversation and say, I'm okay that you talk to your girlfriends, but we need some boundaries. Yeah. So don't bring this, this, and this. And that could be between us only. You're if- not severing their relationships, but you're like not being the butt of their jokes. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be the butt of their jokes. And I love that you are a conservative, straight man, heterosexual in Fort Worth, Texas. And you still are a lowlifer. That's love great. That. Yeah. Love my straights. <sighs> Janelle, thank you for being here at the Low Life Podcast, giving some wonderful advice and perspective. <laughs> it is awesome. I'm glad. I want to have you back for more. I, I, you can always come over with this mic. And my tree will be up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can drink a weird cocktail out of an R2-D2 mug. Did you enjoy it? I took a sip. Janelle tried the low-life, infamous, trashy sangria recipe. 
And she was about to knock it until she tried I it. I thought there was fresh fruit pulp at the top, but it was just clumps of crystal light powder <laughs> that had not mixed in very well. It is a lot better than I had expected, considering the way that you sold me on it was it tastes like a $15 cocktail for 25 cents. And yeah. I knew there's no way. <laughs> I would say until there was an $8 cocktail. Okay. For 25 cents. Yeah. Well, it does not taste like a mixologist made that. I'm sorry. You didn't even mix it. I was in a hurry. <laughs> so usually when I make my trashy sangria, I will add. So for those of you who don't know what that is, where have you been? But it's a little bit of crystal light fruit punch pack. Add a little bit of that to the glass. Some uh, LaCroix. I like the guava flavored one. It's a new flavor on the market. I've heard of the guava. It just came out, I think. Yeah. Where have you been? Okay. So a little LaCroix. Anything sparkling will work. Uh, and then you add a little bit of fresh berries, frozen preferred, because the frozen ones keep the drink cold. Maybe throw in a little bit of lime juice and ice and mix it up. Oh, and then if you want to add tequila or vodka, gin tastes great too, uh, into the mix. Mix it up and, and drink it up and enjoy. Did you make this up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get it from like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not, not on the Food Network. That was me in a pandemic one night <laughs> craving a cocktail, but everything was shut down. <laughs> what do I have laying around here? And I had Crystal Light and some LaCroix and some frozen berries in my freezer. I had frozen berries. Combined them, and I was like, this is actually pretty awesome. And then I made it for my six dad. Six drinks later, this yeah. is the best drink I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, six drinks later, you know, it's become a national treasure of a drink. So anyway, thank you for being here, Janelle. <laughs> Being on this podcast, it is always a pleasure and Thanks honor to have by. you. I love being here. And I will have you next time uh, back on the show. We'll do another Unpopular Opinions with the I am lifers. so excited. Perfect. All right. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. I just got to take a moment, take a beat and say gracias from the bottom of my spicy little heart. Thank you so much to my low lifers. I love doing this show. I'm having a great time doing it, but we literally would not have a show if it weren't for you, the listeners. So thank you so much for supporting this little shit show, this little engine that could. It means so much to me that you take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that's honestly the best way to support a podcast, especially an up and comer. I've learned with the algorithm, the analytics, getting sponsors, you know, using the sponsor codes, so important. Sharing it also helps tremendously. Uh, but a big game changer for this podcast, keeping it afloat, is taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, giving it that five stars and writing an actual review. And it could be anything you want it to be. I read each and every single one of them, and I appreciate them so much. Uh, you can leave a little dick emoji, throw a little you know, tamale my way, a rainbow, a little unicorn, whatever you want it to be. You could also write a message, you know, but all of it is so meaningful, impactful. And I just don't want you to think I take you for granted as a listener because I appreciate you so much. Uh, and to show my appreciation, to show my gratitude to my incredible low lifers, I am opening up the low life gifting suite. I'll be sending out gifts to my listeners. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, some hyaluronic serums, some beauty products, gift cards, gifts from our sponsors, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. 
the more the better. And, uh, and make sure you leave your Instagram handle because I might just be sliding into your DMs and sending you a little something, something to brighten up your day. Who doesn't love some free shit? I want to shout out some listeners who took the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right. First one up at Mrs. CJ Zayner. Mrs. CJ Z A I N E R. Um, Chloe Zayner, she's not a private profile, not to just put her on blast, but like I'm obsessed. Great style, cute hats, and she has pugs. Oh, I just saw pugs on her page and I was like, I love her. So thank you for taking the time to leave a review, Chloe. Chloe wrote, five stars. I am dying from laughter as a lover of all horror movies. I am just dying over here hearing you guys talk about horror movies. Never would have thought this is what I would be listening to when the title had to do with sex in the city. Honestly, thought this was going to be my least favorite episode since I have never watched sex in the city. (gasps) Gay gas. What? Well, I was proven wrong. What a funny episode. I love the pod. Always proving that you could make me laugh every episode. Love, Chloe. Oh, thank you for that, Chloe. (laughs) And that's the thing. I'm so glad you said that because I was nervous to put Sex in the City in the title because I thought, oh, this is going to make people not want to listen to the show if they're not into Sex in the City. But something I tried to do, and it looks like mission accomplished, was no matter what the topic is like, even if you're not into sex in the city or if I'm reviewing a movie or something, you haven't seen it. Um, you'll still enjoy it because I always try to bring it around and relate it to like normal life. Um, so yeah, I'm glad (laughs) you were able to enjoy that particular show. And I'm sure you loved the human centipede reference because that movie is terrifying. And if you love that movie, Chloe, I'm about to send you a link for some betterhelp.com. (laughs) <laughs> All right, next review comes from Pau Pau Paulina 8. Ooh, I love that name. Pau Pau Paulina 8 writes, five stars. Hey, puta. <laughs> I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This podcast has kept me company and given me many laughs during long nights working alone. You make me feel like I'm chatting with a close friend or a family member. Love you, Lo. You are inspiring and uplifting all of the gorgeous people who tune in. Again, thank you and wishing you lots of love and success with a little kiss emoji, a dick emoji, eggplant, and a pregnancy. (laughs) I love it. Little pregnancy emoji. And she writes, P.S. I want you to know that I'm asking for your mental health update every podcast from here on out. (laughs) Love you. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, I always say nobody asked, but you know what? Pow, pow, Paulina ate. She's asking. So thank you for writing that beautiful review. I appreciate it. All right, we have time for one more review. And this one's coming in hot from Queen Lauren Nicole Greeson. Beautiful name, Lauren Nicole. Love it. She writes, I look forward to Lowe's podcast every week. His humor is unmatchable. <laughs> Seriously, one of a kind. I'm so glad his Canadian Maple Delight all shared his personality and joy with all of us. Once you listen, you'll understand. I also really appreciate his vulnerability and honesty about mental health. He's real, not afraid to call it like it is. I wish I could give more than five stars with a heart. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for that, Lauren. And I'm so appreciative of my little Canadian maple delight, Miss Caitlin Bristow, because I literally wouldn't even be doing this podcast if she didn't push my ass to do it. Like she was the one that was like, Lo, do it. You got to do it now. Um, and I actually started this podcast with her 
in the pandemic when it just like first started, everything was shutting down. So anyway, it's very full circle moments. And I love that the Vinos are here supporting the Low Life Podcast. Well, I'm a Vino too. I'm drinking that wine. I listen to the podcast. I love KB's podcast. So again, thank you for being here and supporting the show. It does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. And on that note, I hope you have a magical weekend ahead. Have some nachos. Enjoy some buffalo wings. Make yourself a nice big glass of trashy sangria. But don't forget to drink your water, putas. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>